You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What is up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from... Gloomy Los Angeles. It's only gloomy because it's early morning, 7 a.m. on the best coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast. Hope everybody's weekend is off to a tremendous start. Mine, oh, mine, woo! Pretty good start, I I have to say. I don't want to start off braggy. Um, I played tennis yesterday twice, getting ready for a summer tennis tournament. Yes, there will be two-a-days in my near future. Um... Obviously, a little NBA action last night. Clippers losing to the Rockets, the tanking Rockets. Clippers sat their superstars. And then a lot of talk followed about how they're ducking the Lakers. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, A lot of fun story. I I think the best story in sports, obviously, was the NFL schedule release. We will get to that momentarily. Um, I did see a story in the New York Times, not sports-related, but since we do gambling on this show— And, again, this show debuted, I believe, in the fall of 2015, before I moved to Los Angeles. And gambling was a huge part of the show just from the jump. You know, like, I I was early on the gambling, and it has been a a good thing for my career. 
And the New York Times wrote a story about the Dogecoin millionaire, another version of gambling. And it is too juicy of a topic to pass up. I'm sorry. We have to talk about that. Uh, I don't know if we're doing it this hour, maybe next hour. We're doing a full segment on it because we just need to talk about it. Uh, Dogecoin, paper millionaires, whether or not that's good or bad. I know a lot of the millennials who listen are all fired up. I saw your tweets about it. But I want to start here, guys. The summer before I turned 17, okay, uh, this is back a long time ago uh, when you could work at 16. I don't know if you could work at 16 everywhere, but I got a job at, like, the local equivalent of the CVS in my town in Northern Virginia. And I quickly learned that, okay, they're going to set you up with whatever your work schedule is. You know, they're not going to say, I couldn't say, hey, you know, I can't do this Saturday because I have a club soccer game. Like, that's not going to fly with a job. Like, it doesn't work like that. They set the hours. They do the lineup. You come in and you work your shift. And I'll be honest, I didn't love it. A lot of the time, cashier, some stocking. It was like stocking the shelves at a grocery store. You know, I'm a young guy. I'm like, I need money. I need to pretend like I'm a playboy and take girls out on dates. And I needed a job. And I did not like the job from the jump. Uh, I would complain a lot. You get the schedule, your hours, right? I'm going to school during the week. And then there would be some afternoon shifts after school. Oh, I've got to go work the cashier at the local kind of grocery store for four hours. Or I have Saturday morning or Saturday night or Sunday. And it's just like, this stinks. So as summer approaches, I'm complaining to my parents. And they put out the vibe. To their friends, hey, Jason has a store, uh, has a job at like a grocery store. Basically, he don't love it. Uh, if you have anything in your office, oh, Jason would love to do some filing. He's decent with computers. And one of our friends said, "Oh yeah, we have our receptionist is taking uh, paternity, uh, patern- maternity leave. Sorry, and um, we have an opening. Jason could help at the reception desk. You know." It's in the summer, and it'll be, you know, 9 to 2 or whatever. And I was like, oh, wait, set hours? Really? In an office? Oh, this is awesome. Thank you so much. I was so thankful that my parents worked an angle to work their friends to get me a job. And I was forever grateful. It was a better job to put on my resume than, you know, working at the grocery store. But I did put that on, too, when I was a young guy. And... You know, was it fair that I kind of jumped the line and didn't have to necessarily apply to my friend's office job so I could get this cushy office job? And I'll never forget, I would leave for work at a certain time every day. You guys know I'm very regimented, schedule-oriented. And I would go to McDonald's, (laughs) and I would pick up a breakfast sandwich. And after the first month, I started calculating how much that Egg McMuffin would start to eat into my... Uh, hourly wage. I was like, wait a minute. I'm wasting my money on an egg with Buffett. If I go to, out to lunch too, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to start eating breakfast at home. I would start to bring in sandwiches, you know, on the path to greatness and frugality. That's what I was trying to do. And I tell you this story because it's not fair that a lot of other more qualified people couldn't get the job, but I got it because I was friends with the family. And, you know, they trusted me and I was going to work hard. But because I knew them, and and I said this earlier this week on Straight Fire, it's not always what you know, but it's often who you know. 
And I mention this because, not because I'm going to host Undisputed on Monday. Very excited about that. Make sure you tune in. But because of Tim Tebow, who may or may not be going to the Jacksonville Jaguars as a third-string tight end. And I'll tell you guys, we could do three hours on this topic. I am very passionate about it. I have zero problem with Tim Tebow, air quotes here, jumping the line to maybe get a third-string tight end job for his friend and neighbor. Yes, they are neighbors in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer, who has known Tim Tebow for 15 years. That is a true story. 15 years. Okay? All these people outrage. Oh, it's privilege. Why can't Colin Kaepernick get a job? I will blow all these nonsense theories out of the water. And there really is not a debate to be had. And you know me. I love hearing both sides of the debate. You weigh it. Okay, well, this side has merits. Like, there's no argument here, guys. There isn't. Tim Tebow has intimate knowledge and friendship with Urban Meyer dating back 15 years. I had to look this up because it's such a cool story, okay? So Urban Meyer, before he gets to Florida, the Florida Gators kind of stunk. If you guys remember, Steve Spurrier in the 90s was incredible. They won a natty with Danny Werfel, I think, in 96. You know, they're a top 10 finish every year. They basically, Florida became a program that was awesome in the 90s under Spurrier. And then he leaves. I think it was for the Washington Redskins at the time. And they replaced Spurrier with Ron Zook. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was an epic fail. Three years, Zook is toast. So they bring in Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer had been a winner. And Urban Meyer gets off the plane, okay? You know, private jet down to Florida. The baggage handlers, coach, we're so happy to see you. Hey, you've got to start recruiting this kid. His name is Tim Tebow. Urban Meyer. Okay, I'll handle I'll handle the uh, recruiting. Thanks a lot, guys. Urban Meyer goes, you know, celebratory meal. The waitresses. Hey, coach, I can't wait for you to bring Tim Tebow. In. Oh, I am so excited. Urban Meyer. Who? Uh, Urban Meyer was not from this part of the country. He was in Utah. He didn't know Tim Tebow. So finally, he goes to see in 2004, 2005, what all this Tim Tebow hype was. So he goes to a Tim Tebow baseball game. And, of course, Tim Tebow's the captain. He's the leader on the field. He's the leader uh, in the dugout, firing everybody up, coming through in the clutch. All those cheesy leadership traits that franchises like the sorry Detroit Lions and the uh, pathetic Cleveland Browns, these are the franchises. Hell, you could toss my New York Jets in there. A lot of these NFL franchises, they don't have leadership. Tim Tebow was displaying it in high school. Urban Meyer says, I got to get in. But there was a problem. There was this other program named Alabama who had a big head start in the act in the, for the services of Tebow. But you know the story. Urban Meyer wins the Tebow race. Tebow goes to Gainesville. They win two titles. The rest is history. So now Urban Meyer gets his first NFL job in Jacksonville, an outpost in the NFL that nobody really cares about. Okay, Jacksonville had a couple decent runs with Mark Brunel about 15, 20 years ago. And then, of course, they went to the AFC title game against the Patriots maybe four years ago. And 
Blake Bortles was the quarterback. I did not say Blake Bortles led them to the AFC title game. And the defense was the story there. And, of course, they have to blow it up because the team stinks the following year. They dump Bortles. And they've been adrift in the ocean, just rudderless for years. In comes Urban Meyer trying to change a culture. And he's obviously going to go for what he knows in the draft, four- and five-star recruits. It's a fun—I I read this somewhere. If you look at everybody Urban Meyer's drafted, they were either a four- or a five-star recruit, or they had a connection to Florida. And then there was one kid that was from UTEP. And they were like, oh, well, no, no, he went and got this guy from UTEP. Uh, uh, timeout, the kid started at Florida and then transferred to UTEP. Like, Urban Meyer knows what he wants in the draft. And he knows what he wants in Tim Tebow, a proven entity. That's what Tebow is to Urban Meyer. Now, I'm not saying Tebow's going to come in and be an awesome player. I'm not even going to say he's going to catch a pass. I don't know if he's going to make the team. But if you, Urban Meyer, are trying to make a big change in the culture, bring in somebody you trust. Remember, Urban Meyer's never coached in the NFL. He's going in there. There's the narrative out there. Oh, these college coaches, they come in, they fail. Spurrier did it. It didn't work out. Nick Saban did it. It didn't work out. It's not like Tim Tebow's going there to be the backup quarterback to Trevor Lawrence. Everything lines up perfectly. You have the native son from Jacksonville, Tebow, who was a high school legend. He goes to Gainesville, tears it up. Two titles with the Gators. Goes to the NFL, eh, probably overdrafted by Denver. Not really a quarterback, but he did win a playoff game. Yeah, he made the game-winning touchdown pass. I know it was like a seven-yard slant, <laughs> and the receiver took it to the house. I think it was Demarius Thomas, but somebody could check me on that. The reality is, yeah, Tebow has not been on a football field since 2012. He's tried to make a couple teams. The Patriots wanted to give him a chance. I think the Eagles gave him a cup of coffee. But bottom line, Tim Tebow, nobody saw use for him. I'm guessing that Urban Meyer, someone who's known Tebow for 15 years, who's walking into a locker room with a bad culture, nobody wants to be there. Leonard Fournette, Jalen Ramsey, they could not get out of town fast enough. Everybody wants out of Jacksonville. Urban Meyer, he wanted in. I mean, he knew he was getting Trevor Lawrence, which made it a lot easier. But just think about this. The next time you are up for a job, and you have an in that can forward your resume to the top of the pile. And you can get a call simply because of who you know, not what you know. You're going to like that. And that is kind of how the world works. Is it fair? Not always. Well, Jason, you haven't addressed Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Who was Colin Kaepernick's college football coach? Is he in the NFL? Is he an offensive coordinator? Is he a head coach? No. Does Colin Kaepernick have an ally? I don't know. He did sue the league, so he's clearly not got a lot of allies there. Can he still play? Maybe. Is he going to be willing to change positions like Tebow and be like a third-string tight end? I don't know. You have to ask Kaepernick that. Did he get shafted? Uh, that's an entirely another story. The answer is probably yes. There is some evidence that says yes, but again... We're not going to dive too deep into Kaepernick. This is more about Tebow and why I have absolutely no problem with Urban Meyer bringing him in. I don't know if he's going to make the team. 
I don't know if he's going to catch a pass. Is he taking a roster spot? Guys, I've told this story plenty of times. The L.A. Lakers had a guy at the end of their bench last year who waved a towel and was a great culture guy. He would be the first guy off the bench, <laughs> clapping it up. All right, guys, come on, let's turn around, let's go. High-fiving people, dapping them up, coaching the young guys, making all the practices, not, a, not asking for minutes, not being troublesome. You don't have to worry about him when he leaves the facility. He's going to his family. And that guy's Jared Dudley. I've gotten to know him a little bit. He came on this radio show. I would see him before Laker games. Jared Dudley might have a future in media, maybe in coaching. I don't know. He was a culture guy with the Lakers. Sometimes you need that. There was a culture guy in the Miami Heat organization for about the last 15 years. He did not play a minute all season this year. He's 40 years old. His name is Udonis Haslam. The Miami Heat were playing the Sixers this week. I don't know if you guys saw this. Udonis Haslam has not played a minute all season. He goes in. He goes right at Dwight Howard, gets four points. And three minutes into his season debut, he gets in a fight with Dwight Howard. Serve notice to the Sixers. Oh, y'all think you're tough? We're going to see you in the second round. And it's looking increasingly like the Heat are, are going to be the four or five seed, and they will play the Sixers in the second round. The Heat's culture guy sat on the bench all season. Eric Spolstra waited for the right moment to unleash him. And he sent a message to the Sixers. Hey, y'all are soft. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Dwight Howard, you're soft. That's what the Heat were saying. I'm not saying Ben Simmons is soft. But that's the message the Heat wanted to send. We're tough. We're going we're gonna to see you guys soon. Culture guys work. NBA rosters are way smaller than NFL rosters. I have zero problem with Tim Tebow getting a chance. As a matter of fact, I actually endorse it. I think there's a great move. He doesn't make the team. He doesn't make the team. But I think it's a great move for Urban Meyer in his first job as an NFL head coach. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, NFL schedule release came out. You could already lock in a few playoff teams. A couple must-see games. We'll get to that next. But first, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing. Because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. NFL schedule. That's next. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. 
and they play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Got a good guest coming up in five minutes to talk about Lakers Clippers. Are the Clippers ducking the Lakers? I mean, there's a good chance they are. It's not 100%, but, I mean, that performance last night, like, I don't know why you're pulling your guys to rest them. We'll get into it in a little bit. Um, It's funny. You know, the not what you know but who you know thing irks so many people. They get so angry hearing that. And just remember, guys, life is really what you make of it. You can sit there and be angry about things and not care and um, just not make an effort. Do you know how many people in the last, I don't know, basically since I got to L.A., you know, and I start doing radio, TV, podcasts, all this stuff, how many people who want to get ahead have hit me on the DMs and said, hey, man, I would love to get into your field. I w- Let's just say it's 300, okay? Of those 300, 
my almost my first question is, well, what makes you special? What do you do? What do you separate? How do you separate yourself from the pack? And uh, uh, maybe half of the people at that point just stop and they're like, oh, well, I'm not that special. There's a certain number of people who keep pushing and prodding. And eventually, when a job opening comes up, whether it's Fox Sports Radio, whether it's Fox Sports Digital, whether FS1 is hiring in whatever capacity, there have been people who have connected with me on LinkedIn and I've gotten their resume in simply because they made the effort. They're showing up and trying their other uh, butt off. Whoops. If you're trying hard, and making an effort to get ahead and know people who are in a position that can help you, you're doing the right thing. If you want to just, you know, show up at wherever you work every day and not really care and mail it in and get paid, that's fine. You could do that too. But there are the go-getters out there and who you know can help you so much if you really make the effort. All right, now let's get to the NFL schedule release. And, you know, you never want to freak out in May about an NFL schedule. You don't. It's just, it's too early. That being said, you can glean a lot of obvious takeaways from what you saw at the schedule release. For instance, New England Patriots. I don't know if you guys saw this. Their first seven games, five of them are at home. Okay? And, oh yeah, the quarterbacks they're facing in the first, I don't know, seven games? Other than Tom Brady... I'm going to list off for you the Patriots quarterbacks that they faced. That Bill Belichick, with all his guys back from COVID, with all the money he spent in free agency, these are the quarterbacks the Patriots face. Tua Tungvaloa, Zach Wilson, the rookie. Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, whoever's starting for New Orleans. Tom Brady, of course. Tyrod Taylor, the likely starter in Houston. Uh, I don't know how much we'll do on Deshaun Watson. Bottom line, there is no update except he doesn't want to play for them. I think Daniel Jeremiah said uh, at the dra- on the draft night that widely around the league, everybody thinks Watson's played his last snap with the Texans. Then in week six, Dak Prescott, and then in week seven, Zach Wilson again. There is a real chance that the Patriots open the season five and two or six and one. I am, I'm just going off the schedule, the opposing quarterbacks. That matters more than anything. When you hear people say, well, their opponent's winning percentage last year was, just stop. Just mute them, ignore them, be like, whoa, hold up, time out. I don't care about that. I want to know, A, who the quarterback is, and B, what is the Vegas uh, season win total over under? That matters a ton. I trust Vegas more than I do a winning percentage from last year in a weirdo COVID year. So many players change uh, teams in the offseason. A lot can happen. Um, for instance, Cleveland Browns are a buy, buy, buy team. I mean, just they are going to be very good this year. And you look at the schedule, you're like, late in the season they play Ravens, bye week, Ravens again. You're like, oh, that's brutal. Take a timeout. Dive a little deeper. When the Browns have that bye week in between the Ravens games, who do the Ravens play? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their biggest rival. Ah, just for fun, go see how the Ravens do against the spread the week after facing Pittsburgh. You don't have to go far back, uh, five, five, ten years. Interesting number. You look at the Green Bay Packers, six of their first nine are on the road. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, so that's, that's tough. 
I think the Chargers have the most difficult first-half schedule in the league. I like the Chargers a lot this year, but not in the first half of the season. They're going to be a buy, buy low in the second half. Uh, they could start like, you know, three and five, two and six. It, they will rebound. Um, I'll say keep an eye on the Denver Broncos. And, folks, I, I posted it on my Instagram stories. You know, I post a couple futures bets on there. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. I'm dead serious. Houston is a, you know, they're a tire fire. Um, Tennessee's going down, I think. No, OC's gone. Number one tight end is gone. Number two receiver's gone. Um, Derrick Henry's led the league in carries two straight years. Uh, it looked really shot in their playoff game. He was so worn down. I'm I'm selling all the Titan stock that I have, which is very little. And the Indianapolis Colts are going into the season with no left tackle. And who they should get about a month and a half into the season is Eric Fisher, who's coming in off an, an Achilles. And their quarterback, oh yeah, it's Carson Wentz, who was running for his life last year and was sacked 50 times, led the league despite missing four games. He holds the ball a lot. They don't have a left tackle. I know everybody loves the Colts. There's a lot to like about them. I don't love them because of this left tackle situation. Enter Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah, baby. Jacksonville to win the AFC South. I think you can get plus 800, 900. Uh, It's a good number. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, my main man, Arash Markazi, radio host, writer, does it all. He's going to come on and talk Lakers. But first... Here's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. Good morning, Jason. And we start with Friday night's NBA action. Break up the Golden State Warriors now in a five-game winning streak after a 125-122 victory over New Orleans. Jordan Poole, a career-high 38. It's Golden State against Memphis on Sunday for the eighth seed in the West. The Philadelphia 76ers clinched the one seed in the East with a 25-point victory over Orlando. First time the Sixers have had the one seed in the East since 2001. The Wizards clinched a play-in spot in the East with a 15-point win over Cleveland, eliminating the Chicago Bulls in the process. Russell Westbrook, his 37th triple-double of the season. Luka Doncic, his 11th triple-double of the season. The Mavericks' four-point win over Toronto. Dallas clinching a spot in the top six out West, avoiding the play-in tournament. Major League Baseball Friday night. The Seattle Mariners defeating Cleveland 7-3 as Mariners prized rookie prospect Jared Kelnick in just the second game of his Major League career hit a two-run home run and had two doubles. Clayton Kershaw struck out 11 of the Dodgers' 9-6 win over the Marlins. And finally, Jason, in the NFL, we obviously know with the schedule coming out, Week four circled on everybody's calendar with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers returning to New England to face the Patriots. Tom Brady back for the first time. Tom Brady and even his father with a little bit of trash talking to the Patriots this week. Well, TMZ caught up with Patriots owner Robert Kraft in Beverly Hills yesterday. And let's hear what he had to say about the matchup. Not as much trash talking as Brady or his dad. Apologies, by the way, for the idling sound of the FedEx truck in the background. Robert, I, I know you love Tom Brady. You guys always had a great relationship. He's returning to Foxborough. What are your thoughts on that? We're excited to have him. You're excited to And, uh, you know, it's a great... He's a great guy, and he did so much for us. I love him. By the way, that also marked the first time ever that Robert Kraft has not been horrified to appear on TMZ. Jason, back to you. Oh, 
Thank you, Isaac. Wow, I, was that a jackhammer in the background? It was a FedEx truck, but I don't remember FedEx trucks being that loud and annoying when they're just idling there in Beverly Hills. Wow. Okay, uh, Isaac, uh, before we get to our guest, uh, I got to say, some news just broke in the sports media world, and as a guy who loves announcing, um, I, I'm sure this is going to hurt, right? Marv Albert, the great Marvelous. Yes, and it counts! One of the greatest announcers in the NBA for me, probably the greatest, right? Over the last, I don't know, 30 years, he is retiring oh, at yeah. the end of the NBA playoffs. That is just, oh, that's yeah. a cool. And, like, what? I don't know what's going on there. So they they dump Chris Webber. Right, right before the playoffs, too. Who, I, I like Chris Webber. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people don't like him because he's too cool for school and just, uh, you know, whatever. They just don't like Chris Webber. And then I don't know what's what's going on with Reggie Miller. Is he being kept or is he what's going on with him? I don't know about Reggie, but the the rumors about Weber have been going on for a while, yeah. and it, w- it was a surprise that it happened on the eve of the playoffs instead of after the playoffs. And, and the rumors about Marv Albert's future uh, have been going on for a long time. But yeah, the New York Post just reporting that uh, he will retire at the conclusion of the playoffs. So w- what a chapter in 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 NBA history. We'll, yeah. We're going to have to dig into the archives yeah. for you and get some of his. Uh, greatest I was going to say if you could do that. Now listen, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of wackos, uh, Isaac, who are like, wait, isn't that the cross-dresser uh, Marv Albert? Didn't he have that story? And yeah, he had some weirdo situation going on there. Uh, I don't particularly remember it, because I'm a positive guy. I like to remember the positives. Now, Isaac, off the top of my head, I think Marv Albert had the call when Michael Jordan switched hands in the middle of the air against the Lakers? The uh, yeah, yeah, I could, I, could, I could play it for you in five seconds if you want. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's play that. Um, I, I, Mar, I mean, Marv Albert's just a legend. Like, we could sit here and do an hour of Marv Albert's greatest calls. Um, I, I, I'm a, such a huge fan. This is just a, this is a crushing loss. If we have a number for him, Ryan, I don't know, I'd love to reach out. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to want to talk because he's retiring, but I, I'm a Marv Albert, if you're giving me the best NBA announcers of all time, Listen, I was a sucker for Costas in the 90s. I did like him. I think he did a bunch of, I think he did Lakers, uh, Pacers uh, with Kobe and Shaq. Um, But it really didn't get, I I liked, wasn't it Marvelous Marv Albert, Steve Snapper Jones, and then who was the third man on that? Well, it was Bill Walton, but before that, it was uh, Marv Albert and Mike Fratello, the czar czar. of the Telestrator. Yeah, Isaac. Per, you're per, you're the perfect guy to be here for this Marv Albert news. Okay, I, I've actually got the uh, famous uh, right-to-left switching hands layup yes. for you. Here okay, we go. Here this is uh, Game 2 of the 1991 NBA Finals in the old Chicago Stadium. Here's Marv Albert on NBC. Here we go. Spectacular, oh, Marvel! Listen, I'm a huge Laker fan. I uh, uh, backstory leading up to that finals, um, I everybody was saying, "Oh, Michael Jordan's the best." Michael, I was like, "No way!" Magic is the best player. I was steadfast in the Magic camp. And Lakers won Game One. I think Sam Perkins had a big shot. And if I remember correctly, Scottie Pippen switched over to guard Magic in Game Two, and that kind of flipped the series. Absolutely. And yep. Michael Jordan did that move, and you were like, "Oh, oh." What what just happened? Oh my gosh! That was uh, that was one of the most ridiculous moves. Now 
Isaac, if you could pull this. This is, I think, my favorite call ever by Marv Albert. Bulls-Knicks. It had to be 92 or 93. Jordan gets the rebound on the baseline, fakes one way, doubles back, oh, and then does the dunk God. on Patrick Ewing, and I think he's, he yells facial. Um, is there any way we could pull that? Or probably I, not? I can get it for you, but right now I have ready to go his six three pointer in Game One of the '92 Finals against the Portland, Portland Trailblazers. Portland, the shrug. Yes. Okay. Here fire, we go. Fire. Here we go. And one of the things from a technical standpoint, a lot of times when a guy makes a basket, announcers look down to update their stats. Yeah. But he looked up and he saw the shrug instantly to notate, did you see that look, Michael indicating that even he can't believe it. I, I still remember that. Listen, guys, this is how much of a nerdy sports fan I am. I got goosebumps when Isaac played those two clips. Like, I just, I can bring myself back in the moment Young Jason watching, and again, I was not a Jordan fan. I respected him. I didn't like. I was not a Larry Bird fan. I respected him. That guy's obviously awesome, but I was diehard the Magic, and Magic retired. And there was a moment there where I was like, kind of a. I didn't have a, a favorite player in the league. I mean, I wanted to say it was like Nick Van Exel, you know, and a couple years later, but like in reality, like it wasn't my favorite. I just love watching him. But like, I was just, I was like, okay, Patrick Ewing and Knicks. I, I'm all in on my team. And they could just never get by Jordan. So I think Ewing and the Knicks not getting by Jordan kind of accelerated my distaste. If Can I say distaste for Jordan? Uh, again, I realize he is amazing. He never lost in the finals. I got it. I've seen all the numbers. I know how amazing he was. That doesn't mean I have to root for the guy. I had my team. Hey, Jason. Yes. I think I've got that dunk uh, against the Knicks in 91 for you. Let's see. You ready? Yeah. All right. Here's Marv Albert on the call. And he was actually calling this not for NBC, but for MSG because he was the Knicks television voice at the same time during the 91 playoffs. Jordan trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a move by Jordan. It counts. And that, oh, what a move by Jordan, yeah. if I recall, that was part of the intro for NBA yes. Inside Stuff for many years. Yes, I got the the facial he saved for the Pep, Scottie Pippen dunk on Ewing in the right. playoffs. Um, but, oh, what a move by Jordan. And you could tell when he says that, the buildup is like, oh, shucks. he's Here comes, he's about to detonate. And then he Jordan just stuffs it on Ewing. And listen, guys, if you've ever played basketball and you have a teammate and he gets dunked on, you know, you're kind of in awe, but you're still a little ticked because your teammate just got dunked on. And as a Knicks fan, I mean, that happened at the Garden, uh, right, Isaac? Almost yes. Certain. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was, there was like one of those murmurs like, oh, my gosh, what did we just witness? Guys, that Jordan dunk baseline on Ewing? I, listen, I don't have the list of the greatest in-game dunks ever. I know people want to say like Vince Carter again over that seven-footer Frederick Weiss in, in the Olympics. For me, no. I mean, that Jordan dunk has to be a top five, oh my friggin' goodness, dunk in a live game ever. Um, the other ones, listen, the I think it was Dwayne Wade ooping LeBron dunking on Jason Terry, heat over the Celtics. I, I was watching that with my, I, not with my kids, with somebody, and we just lost it. It was like, oh my, God. it was like one of the most amazing dunks I've seen. Um 
What about the Pippin facial on Ewing before we go to break? Any shot of that one? Uh, I can look it up. It's going to take a minute. I can tell you a quick anecdote, though. Okay, fine. Do you know when Michael jo- uh, when Marv Albert called his first NBA game? It was 1963. Oh, my gosh. He was filling in on a Knicks-Celtics broadcast at the Boston Garden, and he was 20 years old, and the security guard at first would not allow him into the arena because he couldn't believe here's this 20-year-old kid claiming that he's going to be the announcer for the Knicks for that game. So he had to talk his way in to do his first NBA game. Oh, my goodness. I, Isaac, I mean, goodness. you might have to uh, take over as the czar of the media uh, <laughs> or, or something. Uh, all right, so we'll get to our guest later. Um, man, Marv Albert retiring at the end of the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm kind of devastated. I got to be honest. I don't, like, Isaac, just real quick, where are you on the Breen, Van Gundy? Do they have a third man in that booth? <laughs> Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't love that group. I don't. Like, I know Breen is really good. Bang! um, Van Gundy can get ornery, which is, like, a different kind of good. But I like announcers who are into the game like I am, who are excited. This is sports. There are millions of people watching and excited. Feel excited. Don't try to be too cool for school and be like, oh, what a shot, you know? Like, give me the energy. This is a great moment. Um, I still think one of the greatest calls, Isaac, and we're not going to do it here, was the Landon Donovan goal, I think against Algeria. Ian Dark, yep. Ian Dark, yes. It was like the 90th, 91st minute. I've never freaked out in my house <laughs> like I have for that goal. I, I mean, it was absolute. It was just me watching, you know, whatever. But it was bedlam. I was, like, running around screaming. I get into sports. Like, guys, life is fun, man. If you can't have fun and get excited for sports, I don't know what. I, I, I'll go before we go to break. I have the Pippin call, by the okay, way. Okay, okay. Let's want. go to break with the Pippin call. Okay, here we go. Shot clock at six. Davis. Oakley rejected by Grant. Myers for Pippin. Oh, a faithful. Scotty Pippen in the face of Patrick Ewing, <laughs> who did not appreciate it. In the face! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he was channeling uh, what's his name from Eddie Murphy from Coming to America in the face. I, I love the who did not did appreciate. Not, yeah, it. I guess you, you, Pippin stood over him and like pointed, you know. And Ewing was like, "Get the heck out of my face!" All oh, those were some wars. All right, we'll go to break. We'll come back. I don't know. We'll probably talk more about Omar Valbert. All right, thank. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Marv Albert, what a career. Folks, during the commercial break just now, I got sucked into a Marv Albert rabbit hole. Some guy posted a video. It's, I'm sure it's going to get a ton of views today on YouTube. Marv Albert most hyped calls. Uh, I'm sure Isaac has some good stuff cooked up for us in a second. Um, so this one that Marv Albert had. By the way, Marv and Reggie Miller, I wonder if something's up. Uh, he Marv Albert was was sometimes announcing with Miller, but mostly with Chris Webber. So Chris Webber no longer there. And then like two days later, Marv's out? I wonder what's going on. Maybe there's some internal strife at uh, Turner. Um, but 
Chris Webber and Marv Albert had the call. I think LeBron's first week as a Laker, um, they were playing Portland. Might have been the season opener. I don't know. Um, and LeBron gets a steal, and Chris Webber had been talking, and as LeBron's in the open court, Chris Webber goes, I'll shut up now, and LeBron has his monster dunk. Damian Lillard comes down, dunks. This is the first, like, two minutes of the game. LeBron comes back down the court, and for whatever reason, the Red Sea opens. And LeBron dunks, and the crowd in Portland goes crazy. And Marv Albert goes nuts. I mean, there, there really isn't another great, and again, to each his own, right? Everybody has their great announcers in NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL. Listen, Madden and Summerall for a certain generation, I mean, those guys are legendary. One of my guys at the big lead wrote a big piece on Madden and Summerall, I don't know, like seven or eight years ago. And it still does traffic. And it's still like near the top of the Google rankings. Um, those guys were legendary for Fox. To me, Isaac, I don't know about, do you have like a top three NBA announcers all time? And Albert has to be one, right? Absolutely. And I'm totally biased because I grew up in Los Angeles, but Chick Hearn is right at the top yeah. of the list. So it's got to be Chick Hearn, Marv Albert, and then as far as... Anybody else? I know Mike Breen has co- called the most NBA Finals, 16 of them. He's has the he voice really? of a, Yeah, this will be 16 uh, for certainly a generation. Dick Stockton was the vo- soundtrack of oh, the 1980s. Oh, right. Stockton and Heinsohn. Just like now, Marv was in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, Stockton and Heinsohn were awesome. Uh, and I didn't like, again, I'm not a Boston guy, so I didn't I didn't know Heinsohn's history as a young guy. I didn't know he was an amazing player. But he always, you could tell he was a little biased toward the Celtics. Stockton, I like Dick Stockton a lot, right? I mean, you liked him, I'm sure, right? I mean, he fit that generation. He was the soundtrack of those Lakers-Celtics battles, yes. just like Marv Albert was with the with the 90s Bulls. Yes, amazing. Uh, all right, so do we have, what do we have, Isaac? Surprise me. Okay, in addition to doing the NBA, best known for the NBA, he did a ton of other sports, great on boxing. I'm going to play you a highlight of him doing another sport, and you might not have ever heard this before. I'm not even going to intro what it is. You'll be able to figure it out. Listen. Third down and five. The Giants from their 44-yard line. Manning looks out of the shotgun. He takes it. Facing pressure. He's in trouble. He's spun around. He's able to get away. Looks to throw. He does downfield and elitely catches Fade down at the 25. What a play. David Tyree comes up with the ball. What a play by Eli Manning. Had yes. you ever heard that one before? Yeah. I have not heard that by Marv. I know the play, obviously. Uh, all right. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, well, I'm working on the John Paxson call. That'll be coming up. Oh, John Paxson's three-pointer Somebody to, recommended to on Twitter there was a John Starks dunk. I guess the left-hand flush against the Bulls. I think it was on Pippen or Horace Grant. Absolutely. I can get that um, one, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, l- listen, that's what uh, – Isaac is the man when it comes to announcing uh, basically a, a media observer, kind of like myself, you know, like um, – I don't know, Isaac, like w- what was your number one sport to watch growing up? All of them. Uh, all of, uh, yeah. yeah. If you'd ask me during baseball season, it would be baseball. Yeah. During football season, it would be NFL, kind of like you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, Marv Albert just captured it for me. I-, I did like Dick Stockton a ton, though. I forgot. Great call on that, Isaac. All right, coming up next hour, we, I'm sorry, we will get to our guest, Arash Markazi, talking Lakers Clippers. I'm going to go back to Tim Tebow. I will. Uh, we got the NBA playoffs. Rick Bucher coming up in the final hour. A lot of good stuff. Keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
Hour number two, everybody. Hey, it's me, Jason McIntyre, Fox Sports Radio. First hour. Listen, anytime there's breaking news during a, the radio show, it makes things go by super duper quick. I, I mean, love it. Marv Albert retiring at the end of these NBA playoffs. Again, I spent the entirety of that commercial break on YouTube getting clips ready for Isaac to call up for Marv Albert calls. I mean, there's some great stuff. There was a dunk by Kawhi over Giannis when Kawhi was with the Raptors, and Marv Alberts just screams, I facial on Giannis! Uh, the, there was a Dwayne Wade dunk on Anderson Varejo. I don't know if you guys remember that. Wade um, uh, of the Heat and Varejo was on, I think, the Cavs. And, I mean, he just put Varejo on his butt. It was one of Wade's best dunks ever. Um, and so, yeah, we'll do plenty of Marv Albert later. Um, also, Ryan thought of the Kobe, no regard for human life. Uh, so we'll get to that. But let's get to our guest. Uh, he's been on many times. Arash Markazi, host of the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090. He's written for every outlet pretty much in America. Arash, how are you, man? I'm good, Jason. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, I, I want to start here. There's a lot of talk in these social media streets that the Clippers are ducking the Lakers Clippers sat Kawhi and Paul George last night, ended up losing to the Rockets, the tanking Rockets who have the worst record in basketball. And now it looks like the Clippers are headed for the fourth seed in which event they would then play the number one seed in the second round. Lakers look like they're headed for the seven, maybe the six. Talk me through what you're hearing on Clippers-Lakers. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I think this is definitely the time of year, and this is not new to the Clippers. This is not new to this season. We try to figure out what is your best matchup. And obviously, the Lakers, when they're healthy, and they will be healthy if they want to play all the guys this weekend for only the second time this year. So the Lakers are healthy. LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, and Drummond and Schroeder. Like, this is not a number seven or eight <laughs> seed, you know? So, um, I would not be shocked if that's what they're 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 doing. And listen, like they are they are not new to the whole load management and not playing guys. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, that that is the smart play. I mean, Jason, you do not want to play a healthy Lakers team in the first round. You want to, if you can, get out of their bracket. If you if 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 you can go and and say, listen, if if we do have to play a healthy Lakers team. We want to do that in the conference finals, not in the first round. I, I do wonder, though. I mean, Arash, LeBron, I think, has played, what, like seven minutes with Andre Drummond, maybe? Yeah. Um, you know, Schroeder hasn't played because of COVID uh, protocols in two weeks. AD did look his best ever uh, uh, earlier this week, but then sat out. Like, I, I just, don't you almost want to play the Lakers early as opposed to the Western Conference Finals when they could be cooking um, and have gotten all their legs back, or do you think it's better to play them early when they're not ready? Here's, here's the problem with that. We, do, we don't know how they're going to do when they're all healthy just because they have not been all healthy. At least one of these guys has not been on the floor for them this year. So, again, if they play, and I don't think they're all going to play today because that's a 10 a.m. Pacific tip yeah. against the Pacers. So, you know, well, let's just say that they all play tomorrow. Again, we, we, it's such a small sample size in terms of all those guys being on the court at the same time. Schroeder, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Drummond, Kuzma. I mean, like, one of those guys or multiples have, have, have missed time this year. So this is not the time to kind of roll the dice and say, well, 
you know, we did, we we know what they could be if they're healthy. But so I, again, I would much rather play someone else and then play LeBron and Anthony Davis and those guys again in the conference finals or at least in the second round. I mean, you do not want to play. I mean, that that is the worst reward. I mean, the Utah Jazz <laughs> and the Phoenix Suns have played well all year, and their reward for being a top two seed is what playing the defending champion yeah. Lakers when they're finally healthy. It's pretty brutal. I I am curious. Like I, again, I don't want to be negative. Laker fans, don't, please don't get angry at this. LeBron's been out here for three seasons now, Arash. First year, he yeah. got hurt. And, uh, you know, his season ended early. I think he played like 60, 63 or 64 games. Second season, COVID interrupts it, so he gets a five-month break, comes back healthy, wins the title. Third season, ankle sprain. Um, yeah. You know, two or three seasons, he's been hurt, and the other season, they had like a five-month layoff. Arash, listen, he is human, right? I, I think we've checked. Le- LeBron's human, and he's, what, 37, 36? Yeah, I, you know, is this the future of LeBron? Like, he has to be on the back nine now, right? He can't you know, be a when, superstar. When he when he mentioned recently that he's never or probably not going to be one hundred percent again in his career, people were like shocked by that. And it's and it's it's true, right, Jason? You just mentioned it. He is human, and so this is not a shock. I mean, what do the Lakers have to do moving forward? I, I, you can't do it now because you're going into the playoffs. But, what they're doing with Kawhi, load management, not playing the second night of a back-to-back. I mean, the, the, the most shocking thing this year is that I thought when the Lakers won the, the finals in October and they begin the next season two months later, I thought they would, they would not play LeBron a, a ton. But for whatever reason, I think he had it in his mind to win most valuable mm. player. He wanted, to play, he wanted to play every night. And I'm not saying that's the reason why he got hurt, but the Lakers are have been in the position that they're in because they really wanted to get that number one seed, right, a top two seed. They wanted to win the Pacific Division. They wanted LeBron to win most valuable player. It's like, not this season. You guys just played. You guys just won the finals two months ago. And so it caught up with them. I mean, they are lucky, though, Jason. I mean, the fact that they are now, as we speak today, on Saturday, they are healthy. Yeah. I mean, they, are, they have all the guys available to them. And, again, we don't know how, like how they're going to gel, how they're going to fit, and things like that. But on paper, according to Vegas, they are still one of the top two teams to win the whole thing. Now, I haven't checked the lines this morning, but are the Clippers the favorite to win the whole thing? So the Clippers-Lakers are tied at number two right behind the net. So, I mean, those are the top three hmm. teams. If you were to go to Vegas right yeah. now, those are the top yeah, I just wonder wh- where are you on the Clippers, Arash? They're such a tough read. I, I it's like you want to trust them in the numbers. They lead the league in three point shooting. They have two of the top fifteen players. But I, just based on last season and the choke jobs this year and Paul George and big games, I, for some reason, I, I don't want to. I'm not pushing the narrative that you know Kawhi could leave or something. But it feels like they're. I just don't feel great about the Clippers. I don't Here's know. the thing. There is no Clipper fan, even Clipper Daryl. You talk to the biggest <laughs> Clipper fanatic. No one's confident. And when I say confident, because they've not done this before. I mean, they've never made it to the conference finals. So you're talking about, even if you're a hardcore Clippers fan, you've seen them blow a 3-1 series lead to Houston back when they had Blake and Chris and that team. You've seen them amazingly last year when you thought those days were over with Kawhi Paul George, blow a 3-1 season series lead to the Nuggets. So my, 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 my view on them is they're going into the playoffs. They're in good position. They're going to win the first round. Even if they have a 3-1 series lead in the second round, I am not going to be confident 
that they're going to get to the conference finals until they finally get there. Again, in their franchise history, the Buffalo Braves, the San Diego Clippers, <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers, this franchise has never made it past the second round. So until they do, and not that that's a championship for a team that's talented, they've never done this. You really can't be confident yet. I'm I'm a little curious, Arash, real quick. Where are you on the, on the Brooklyn Nets? Because they're another team. I think they're going to have their three stars tonight together for the first time in yeah. like two months. I, I I just we don't know how this team's going to handle adversity, and we saw the Clippers last year have face adversity, and they struggled in all of them. Well, we got three superstars lumped together here, and I don't know if Kyrie's going to crack or James Harden's going to you know become the old James Harden or like who's going to be the leader. A lot of questions with the Nets too, right? That's my problem with that team. I don't think those pieces fit. When you look at Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden, they bring a lot of drama to the table, a lot, a lot of talent, of course. We know that. But in terms of if one, thing's, if one thing goes bad, will, will Katie go south? Will James Harden go south? We've seen Kyrie. I mean, the, the, the drama that comes with that talent. So, yes, they are one of, if not the most talented team on paper. I don't think those pieces fit, and we're going to see that, I think, in the playoffs. If they hit some kind of adversity, that's going to be a problem. Uh, all right, Arash, we'll wrap up with this NBA Hall of Fame weekend. I don't get as nostalgic as many about the Hall of Fame, whether it's baseball, football, bat. I just, for whatever reason, I'm not, it's not a huge thing for me. But with Kobe going in and Jordan introducing him, I think it's probably going to carry a little heavier meaning this weekend. Where are you on the Hall of Fame stuff? 100%. Normally, I would not be watching, but obviously Kobe going in, it, it, it means so much, obviously, in Los Angeles. And Vanessa Bryant, again, when she spoke at the memorial, I thought that would be the beginning of her public speaking, and we would see her. We really have not. So just to hear and see Vanessa as well, that's going to be huge. And so I, I'm so looking forward to tonight. I think anything with Kobe means so much pe- to people here. Uh, all right, folks. He is Arash Markazi, host of the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Arash Markazi. Arash, uh, by the way, Vegas, I heard, is fully open 100% now. Oh, yeah. No mask, no uh, social Wait, wait. No mask at the pool or no mask indoors? Well, here's the thing. If you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But no one's showing that there are cards in Vegas. So, Jason, if you guys go to Vegas, there is no mask, no social distancing, 100%. Uh, like, it, it is back to normal here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm all in on... Um, you know, uh, I got the vaccination, so I'm feeling fine. Go. What about you? Did you get it? Or I did. I did. I I got it for work, right? Like, so if I'm covering the playoffs and things like that, you kind of have to show yeah. your card. But like, if you go to a casino, the win, all these all these casinos are not only at 100 percent, no mask, no social distancing. Yeah. Things are back to normal. I, I, I'm I'm curious, real quick, have you played any at any table games and yeah. like? Is there hand sanitizer everywhere? Does it feel a little different? Because in the past, you know, you touch poker chips, no big deal. But now, yeah. and again, I, I'm not freaking out about COVID 15 months after. Yeah, no, things are things are really back to normal. I mean, they removed the ple- the plexiglass oh, and, yeah. hand, hand, and the hand washing stations. I mean, listen, if you want to wear a mask, if you want to bring your hand sanitizer, you, you, you can. But Las Vegas, for all intents and purposes, they are back They're to back. normal. Okay, yeah. Arash, enjoy it. Uh, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Jason. All right, Arash Markazi. I'm kind of we're in lockstep on pretty much everything. Uh, you know this this Clippers team. I just I can't buy them. Uh, I'm sure when I do undisputed tomorrow, Clippers will become a topic because they like to make it a topic. And um, I called them frauds last time, and that guy 
Arash mentioned uh, Clipper Darrell, Daryl, however you say it. Clipper Daryl. Yeah, he challenged me to a, f- a fight. He's like, I will fight you. You can't call my team frauds. Was, <laughs> all right, settle down, dude. Um, Isaac, it, before we go to break, any other co- um, Marv Albert calls you want to um, fire? Sure. Uh, we've got John Paxson's three-pointer to win, to win the 1993 yes. NBA Finals at Phoenix. This is game six with the Bulls leading the series three games to two in the final moments. Here's Marv Albert and Mike Fratello on NBC. And if you're wondering Whoa. where Yes came from, Marv actually got that from uh, a very famous official back in the day. Sid Borgia was his name. He was a referee. And when there was a continuation basket, Sid Borgia would exclaim, Yes! And that's where Marv mm. got Yes from. Marv actually, back in the day, was a ball boy for the Knicks when he was growing up. Wow. A little history lesson from Isaac. Uh, it's so weird listening to that breakdown. I didn't. I, I believe that series ended four two, right? It did. That was okay. game six. Yeah. So if Paxson had missed, and the Suns win that, that would have been the first time Jordan had to go seven in the finals. Now and as it, it turned out, the only time. Yeah. Yeah. They they went seven. I think against the Pacers, right? Uh, in the 98 Eastern Conference Finals, there were plenty of Game 7s in the playoffs along the way. But, but never finals. All, all the finals that he won, with the exception of the 91 Finals against the Lakers, were in Game 6, and they all had dramatic finishes. In Game 6 of 92 was the comeback against Portland, led by reserves the likes of Bobby Hansen. Paxton in 93, uh, the clincher on Father's Day in Game 6 against the Supersonics in 96, the Kerr shot in 97. Game six after the flu game in game five, and then obviously the game winning shot he made after the steal yeah. against Carl Malone in 98. I think that, you know, and again, I don't want to get into Jordan LeBron here, but I think that speaks to just how weak the Western Conference was after Magic Johnson left. I mean, look at the teams they beat. Oh, Seattle, well, they won 64 games. Did they ever get back to the finals? Were they that good, Peyton and Kemp? I, I don't know. Portland was good, but they were on their last legs. Uh, Drexler ended up leaving. Uh, the Suns were kind of a slap together. Barkley had an MVP year. And the Jazz were like really, really good, but they were typical bridesmaids, right? I mean, who was their third best player? Isaac Byron Russell? Greg Ostertag? <laughs> Greg Ostertag. Come on, third, third best player, Byron Russell. I would say, By- you know, the, li- the, li- the likes yeah. of uh, Jeff Hornacek. Horny, yeah, no? Jeff Hornacek, third best player. I mean, does Jeff Hornacek, is he the first guy off the bench on the Durant-Curry Warriors? I don't even know if he's the first guy off the bench. But 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 think about this. Think about the heroics that the Bulls had to use to beat them in 97 and 98. You had the epic flu right, game yeah. performance by Jordan in 97. And game six of that series still came down to the wire. And it took that clutch shot by uh, Steve Kerr to beat him. And then in 98, remember, the Jazz actually had the home court advantage right. in that series. And Pippen had a bad back injury re-aggravated in game six. So if they 
they have to go to a Game 7, how effective can Scottie Pippen be if he can even play? Yeah. No, I mean, they they, they pulled him out, um, and it's tough to win a lot, you know, especially when you win three straight. You know, it's tough to keep that going. Of course, Jordan did quit and then came back after a year and a half, but— Lost to the Orlando Magic and Donald Royale. Yes, that really happened. But I would say I would say that the 97-98 Jazz was the best Western Conference foe that the Bulls faced in the finals during their run, in my estimation. Um, were they better than those Knicks teams from the early 90s? Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I finals. mean in the finals, okay, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, coming up next. I, I want to uh, – Iowa Sam's in the building now, and I know Ryan has some Dogecoin. I, and I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys re- heard the podcast on the New York Times Daily or read it in the New York Times about this Dogecoin millionaire. Uh, We need to talk about that. That's a story. Um, We'll get back to Marv Albert, but we need to do Dogecoin millionaire next here on Fox Sports Radio. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places back here on Fox Sports Radio NFL rookie camps have opened up we got some EPA on the e, I'm sorry EPL I'm thinking about beer at um, 830 on the west coast that's a little early although kids have soccer games late today Suns team, by the way, hashtag dad life, undefeated, took down the second best team 4-2 last weekend. Now, the other team scored first, and I was a little nervous because I had seen them before. They're stacked, and then my son scored the equalizer. He scored three straight, three games with three goals. Really proud of him. He's made some strides. Daughter's team. (laughs) Daughter's team is at a rough go, uh, and, you know, um, they're all young against third and fourth graders, so they're taking their lumps. But they're they're getting better. Um, so we got a lot of soccer today. There may be dads drinking on the sideline at the soccer games. You know, it's Saturday evening um, out <laughs> in L.A. So I read this, uh, you know, I saw this story the New York Times has been pumping up. The Dogecoin Millionaire. And then I, you know, opened the podcast. And, of course, I, uh, you guys know the straight fire. I know you subscribe, so you see it in the feed every day. The uh, The only... New York Times podcast I subscribe to is The Daily. And they they did a podcast, The Dogecoin Millionaire. And I'm like, what is going on? And I just felt it was a little irresponsible to be championing this guy. I'm not going to say his name. But you could read the story. Um, who's basically known as the Doge father. Because this guy went, saved up all his money. Okay. Instead of, he wanted to buy a house and he, you know, they wanted an all cash house. And he's like, I don't have all the cash. I'm ready to put 20% down. They said, no. So he's like, forget it. I'm putting all my money. Everything he had saved for like, I don't know, 10 years. They pulled, he pulled money. He took out a loan, which is the dumbest thing you can do to invest. um, And put it all on Dogecoin. And this was a few months back. Now, the good news is it's gone up. And so now the New York Times is calling him the Dogecoin millionaire. But time out, he's not a millionaire. He's a paper millionaire. And I am rooting for this guy. I want to be clear. I hope he makes his money. And I hope he cashes out in time. Because we saw a bunch of guys jump on the GameStop thing. GameStop, sorry. And they got left holding the bag. And they lost a ton. Okay? I hope this guy gets the memo, bro, you got to cash out. And... We're at this weird time of investing where I don't know. This concept of making money and investing are two totally different things. Completely different. 
Historically, you invest where you buy and hold, okay? Making money is a job, or you create something, or you build something. Dogecoin is a meme stock. Doesn't produce anything. At all. And I would bet you, if we pulled this audience, this is the largest, by the way, the largest weekend radio show at Fox Sports Radio. More affiliates than any other news or sports. I bet you if we pulled this audience... 50% of them are paper millionaires because of the age bracket. You know, if you got a job, uh, you know, when you were 20, 25, whatever, you've invested in your 401k, uh, you're putting money in in the stocks and bonds and everything. With compound interest over 20 years, you probably got a million dollars. And guess what? In another 20, 25 years when you're set to retire, you're probably going to have three or four million dollars. That's how compound interest works. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. But that does not mean just because you have a million now in, in investments that you're a millionaire. You're not. Unless you're, you have a liquid $1 million. Hey, man, I have this awesome thing I, need, I want you to invest in. It, the buy-in is a million dollars. Can you come up with a million dollars? Well, if you liquidate all your uh, investments and you pay huge tax prices, sure you can. Guys, a lot of people thought when I sold the website, a decade ago, they read about it in the New York Times and they saw a number figure. They were like, oh, Jason's rich. Well, not really. Remember, I had been working for pennies for the web, for the blog when it started. I had quit my job at a magazine and I said, I've been doing the website for a year. I think it's ready to make money. I quit my job. I get my first check. And it was for like, and I wrote down the number here. I think it was $86, somewhere in that ballpark. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yay. I, I could pay the phone bill. I had just moved in a little while prior with the girlfriend who would become the wife. Luckily, she had a job. But I didn't want to quit my job until I knew, all right, we're serious, you know, we're we're getting engaged, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going all in on the website if I didn't have a backup, meaning the wife and her full-time job. I was not going to do that. That's way too risky. I get it. There are some people who are willing to risk everything. That's fine. That usually does not end well. Especially when you're putting all in on a on, on Dogecoin, a meme stock. Like, I hope this guy wins. But, you know, there's this great quote, the elevator to the top is out of order. You got to take it one step at a time. That's reality. Everybody wants to be rich, happy, and healthy, right? It, it's easy to do two of those. You can be happy. Control what you can control. Be happy. Healthy. Eat right. You know, exercise, workout, you can be healthy. Rich is the tough one. That is the difficult one. And I feel like so many young people now with these stocks and the meme stocks and the game stuff, they just, they want to get rich quick. And like, that very rarely happens. It's disappointing. Um, So I read that story and we'll come back to it because I'm sure Iowa Sam and Ryan have some thoughts. But uh, we got a guest coming up to talk about the NFL. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. Jason, the New York Post reported this morning that legendary announcer Marv Albert will retire at the end of this season's NBA playoffs. Albert called his first NBA game in 1963, some 58 years ago. And among the chapters of NBA history, he chronicled the great duels between the Knicks and the Bulls in the 1990s. Starts. Yes. What a move by Starks. 
Jackson was able to sky to the basket. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move by Jordan! It counts. And the foul. Well, this is an ego problem for Patrick Ewing. Fires for Pippen. Oh, a faithful Scotty Pippen in the face of Patrick Ewing, who did not appreciate it. Patrick Ewing did not come across particularly positively during that particular montage. Marv Albert also called eight Super Bowls for Westwood One Radio and even called the New York Rangers of the National Hockey League, winning their first Stanley Cup in 54 years back in 1994. Boring and McCavish with one and six-tenth seconds. Puck is dropped. McCavish controls, and it's all over. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Something that most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime. In the NFL, Jeremy Fowler reports now former Denver Broncos offensive tackle Jawan James strongly considering filing a grievance through the Players Association over potential lost wages of up to $10 million. James tore his Achilles away from the Broncos training facility in a workout and then Denver released him on Friday. Finally, in Major League Baseball, John Heyman reports that Albert Pujols recently released by the Angels drawing interest from his former team the St. Louis Cardinals. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. All right, our next guest, he's in Denver, Brandon Cristal, sports anchor reporter for KOA Colorado. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at BK Denver Sports. He's even got a new podcast with Broncos defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Pretty cool name, Brandon. Shell shocked. I like it. I like it. How are you, man? I'm I'm doing good. So I was listening to you talk about investing, and my takeaway is buy low, sell high. Yes, I like okay. that. Right. Where'd right. you? I'm did you come up with down. that on your own? No, I love that. No, that was just, yeah, I'm I love write that. that down and. Yeah. Good, so, good uh, stuff. No, th- things are good. That, the, the podcast is actually going to be really cool because best I can tell, there aren't too many, if any, active NFL players with a podcast. And Shelby reached out to me and said, maybe I want to do a weekly podcast. And I'm like, through the season? He goes, yeah, through the season. So we uh, have been working on getting it together. We did a little preview. And then the first one's going to come out this week. And it's going to be teammates and friends around the league and, you know, go outside of just football because Shelby's definitely going to be working in sports radio when he's done playing. And so this is just kind of getting them ready for it. Yeah, that sounds promising. And listen, this is, could be a really good season for that, especially if you guys get Aaron Rodgers in Denver. Uh, I don't, <laughs> what, what's the latest, Brandon? Like, is it? It felt during the draft like the winds were swirling toward Rodgers to Denver. Mark Schlereth, who uh, I work with out here, uh, had, had some comments. Um, I, but now that time has passed, our cooler head's going to prevail, and Green Bay's like, okay, whatever money you want, we'll keep you here. What What, what are you feeling? Well, that's certainly the momentum that's building this week. And Alfred Williams, who does our afternoon show on KOA, the Broncos flagship here at iHeart, who he, Stink, and I all worked together uh, before it, at the station Stink's still at it years ago. Uh, he said he's hearing that they're working on a monster contract for Aaron Rodgers. That didn't pick up a lot of traction yesterday when he tweeted that. And so I don't know where it stands. It, it certainly has, you know, the temperature has cooled a bit, like you said, but 
I even go back to Deshaun Watson and for those couple weeks, the Russell Wilson uh, idea that he was maybe going to leave Seattle. Until anything is finalized, one thing that a fan base, any fan base really across sports has is hope, right? So there's no reason to put the kibosh on it now if you're a Broncos fan until there is a new deal and he's in Green Bay or he's retired and hosting Jeopardy or doing something else and officially done. So uh, until the, you know, the book is closed, I think Broncos fans are going to cross their fingers that Drew Locke figures it out, but really hold out hope that Aaron Rodgers chooses the Broncos because of the pieces that are going to be put in place around it. All right. Now let's say you guys don't get Rodgers. Uh, I think this is still a playoff team, Brandon. Am I crazy? I, I like all the parts on offense, offensive line. We'll see. Uh, the defense, I think, is going to be great under Fangio. Uh, is this a playoff team if it's Teddy B or Drew Lockett quarterback? I, I think so. The We know who Teddy Bridgewater is. Last year he had his best year production-wise, 15 whole touchdowns, which is, I want to say, what maybe Drew Lockett had too. Now, Drew had more interceptions, but Teddy had his most interceptions with 11. In the, in the New Orleans offense for those five games, nine touchdowns and, and two picks. So that projects out to – in a you know in an ideal situation, 30 touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater is not a 45, 50 touchdown guy that can go toe to toe with Mahomes or we think Justin Herbert, but he may not have to because, like you said, this defense under Vic Fangio, Von Miller's back for maybe his final year in Denver. We'll see how that plays out with, with the new contract. I know if Aaron Rodgers shows up, Von's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's not going to be looking for greener pastures. Right. Bradley Chubb coming off a Pro Bowl year. Justin Simmons coming off a Pro Bowl year, now the highest paid safety in football. You know, I mentioned Shelby Harris. He had his best year. And so there are certainly pieces. They had all these corners. Kyle Fuller, former All-Pro with Vic. They're getting Bryce Callahan back. They signed Ronald Darby, who, after being really banged up, played more snaps than any corner in football. So the pieces are there on offense. Cortland Sutton. Does Jerry Judy take a step? Noah Fant. Melvin Gordon, now Javante Williams. So if Drew Locke can meet his potential and not turn the ball over and or – if he's got that short leash and he can't get over the turnover bug and they put Teddy in, I, I'm with you. I don't know if they're winning the division with either of those quarterbacks right now because of the other two QBs I mentioned, but I do think that they'll be in in the conversation for one of those three wildcard spots. Uh, talk to me about the the young running back out of North Carolina, Javante Williams. Like, Can this guy uh, make some noise? Because I did read a stat that he led college football, I think, in broken tackles last year. Um, the guy's a machine, and I just, I'm just i curious how much he can play early. I know Melvin Gordon kind of, I don't know if he was in the doghouse last year, but he did have the off-field incident. Um, what's the situation of running back? Well, I think Williams, they're going to ease him in, and if he demands more playing time, then he'll get it. So it seemed like every week, and it really wasn't every week because either Philip Lindsay was banged up, or Melvin Gordon was he was sick one week, uh, which was it coincided with the week after he got the DUI. He was legitimately had the flu or something. Uh, but they were never on the field. It was like eight games where we had to ask Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio, "Hey, who's the starter?" And who, or how are you splitting up the work? And they're not going to give us a full game plan, but it was a conversation. I don't think we're having that conversation, at least not early. I think Javante Williams will be a nice, and it's even though he and Melvin are similar, but change of pace or just you know, little little different uh, running back just because he's a different person. But I, I think if you're drafting for fantasy, and it's obviously way too early now, we're sitting here in May, yeah. <laughs> I would think Melvin, Melvin Gordon is your goal line back, your primary touch guy, and it's going to be 65 70% Gordon to start. That could change. And the, the interesting thing about Williams is the last two years with Michael Carter at North Carolina, 
they really split all the work, and he still had 19 touchdowns on the ground last yeah. year. But they each had like 150. The number is literally like 150 to 151 for carries, and they each had like 25, whatever that number is, 25 or 30. They had the exact same amount of catches, but Williams is just a little more productive. Carter was productive too, and I think he's going to be a, a nice backs on down at the Senior Bowl. But I, I think Williams can be special. So they, they've got Gordon for one more year. It's going to cost $8 bucks. And then I think next year, Javante Williams really becomes the man. Mm. And so maybe if you're in a, a dynasty league, a keeper league, I'd be drafting Javante Williams, and he's certainly going to be probably a good streaming play week-to-week or DFS because of the value because he will find the end zone. And they don't trade up from 40 to 35 just to sit a running back, right? Yeah. You don't sit running backs. Other what? positions you might sit. You don't sit running back. Fantasy and DFS stuff. Brandon, All I love it. I mean, just <laughs> bring in the noise. Um, let me just quickly ask, you know, what is the situation at head coach? You know, Vic, you know, last year that he could blame the injuries, but I don't know. He's kind of an older guy. And is this a year where he has to win? Cause he has all the pieces in place. I think he has two out of the three defensive backs. You said Fuller and uh, Callahan were with him on that awesome bears defense. Like, I don't know. Is, is he like get to the playoffs or we're going to be looking for a new head coach and then get a quarterback with the new guy. I think it, it depends on how the season plays out, mm. right? He hasn't won a game in September, Schedule makers uh, did all they could to, to help him out there at the Giants, at the Jags, and the Jets at home. Uh, you know, not trying to hurt your feelings, but those feel like winnable. One of those should be a September win. I'm not saying they're going to win all three. We'll see, although I, I do like their roster better than those teams right now. Uh, so if, if they're close games and it looks like he's not the reason they're losing because he forgets to call a timeout like what happened <laughs> against the Titans in the opener, and he said he was focused on the defense and everybody's – you know, if, if you played Madden, I, I subbed in as a sideline reporter that game because our sideline reporter was sick for the, that Monday night opener. And I'm standing, you know, basically right behind him in the first row. And I'm getting texts from a million people. And I'm hearing in my ear, like, you know, from the, the radio broadcast team, you need to call timeout. Why isn't he called timeout? And so he can't have those gas because even though I think George Payton, the new GM, really likes him. And I think Vic was part of the selling point because George saw what Vic can do with defenses in Chicago and everywhere else because he was in Minnesota for so long. He has to show that he is learning from past mistakes, if you will, and evolving as a head coach because we know he can coach the heck out of defense. He might be the best defensive coordinator in football right now. His game plan is what everyone has stolen to use against the Chiefs. Now you have to have the players to do it, but it's essentially what what he's been doing against Mahomes in their recent matchups and keeping games close. We'll put that in quotes because the Broncos' offense hasn't been good. So I, I think it's not the shortest leash in the world. It's not the hottest seat. But if it's a if it's bad out of the gate, especially with those teams I mentioned, or if it looks like he's just not getting it, then I don't think George Payton will hesitate to move on from Vic and get the next guy. All right, he is Brandon Cristal, sports anchor, uh, reporter, KOA Colorado, and again, check out his new podcast with Shelby Harris. Hey, Brandon, thanks a lot. Good good information, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk Tebow. Maybe next time. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe if he actually make maybe he actually <laughs> makes the team, which I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. bet the under. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with you on that one. All right, thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, maybe we'll go back to Tebow. I don't know, uh, or Dogecoin. I'll ask, or or I for- totally forgot about this. I have a list of some awesome gets for Isaac as we celebrate Marv Albert's incredible career. Um, I love it. Yes, so do I. Uh, That's next on Fox Sports Radio. 
Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. 
All right, so um, I think Isaac, the really the one I really want you to try to find is Paul George when he was with the Pacers dunking on Birdman of the Heat. Paul George, I think we talked about this recently. Chris Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Let me see what I can do here. Uh, Paul George beats LeBron off the bounce. That was the game where at the end of like the third quarter, LeBron and Paul George were going at it, and they both like gave each other a high five because it was like such good basketball. I mean, Paul George in that series was, oh, where has that guy been? That's who the Clippers really need to come back. Um, and also uh, the Kobe with no regard for human life. That was actually a Kevin Harlan call. Oh, that was Kevin Harlan. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, come L- on, dude. Let me, let me give you the Paul George one. That's ready to go. You ready? Okay, yes, yes, yes. All right. Here comes George. Got the step and scoops. One move. The counts in the foul. He beat LeBron James with that quick step. A sensational move by Paul George. We are seeing that's A sensational move by Paul I just, Marv Albert's good, guys. Come on. And I know there's, listen. Because of some folks at uh, certain radio and TV, uh, some people like don't like the NBA now. And that's fine. I get it. You can not like the NBA and you can bash the players and blah, blah, blah. Enjoy sports, okay? Marv Albert made sports really fun as an announcer. Hey, Jason, I got yeah. a couple more Marv Alberts for you. This involves the Lakers, one call in 2001, and then another call involving the Lakers in 2002, and uh, we'll let Marv explain it, and you'll recognize him instantly. Okay. Iverson. by Iverson. Yes. Steps over to Ron Lowe. It's a two-point Sacramento lead. We're down to seven. Oh. Ryan putting a move on Christie. Rebound O'Neal. Coming up short. Ori for the win. Oh. <laughs> All right, so the Tyron Lowe was good, but I forgot he did the Ori call. Oh, my gosh. I've told this story so many times. I'm. It was Memorial Day weekend. I'm at a beach bar in Dewey Beach, uh, Delaware. If anybody, any of our East Coasters have been to Dewey Beach, it is a ridiculously good beach town in the summer. Um, it's just like, I think it's like four city blocks, and there's just a ton of bars, and it's young people, and it's like, how many girls can you hook up with? Like, you go to one bar, you make something happen, maybe leave, and then you're back out at the bar scene like a couple hours. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. And we are at, I think it was called the Shore Club, and they had this game on, and... um the ball pops out and I, you know, Robert Ory picks it up and bangs a three. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I had money on the game because uh, you couldn't do mobile gambling back in what was that? Two, you said 2002 or something. Yeah. Um, and Robert Ory hits a shot and the bar just explodes. It was like, Oh, buzzer beaters are amazing. And Robert Ory. It was just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, so good. Uh, I hope the NBA playoffs are good. I don't know about you, Isaac. I have some concerns given all these injuries. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what these playoffs are going to be like. Oh, that's certainly a huge storyline, starting with the with, with the playing games, obviously. But oh, absolutely, a major, major storyline is yeah. just being healthy. And you don't want that to be a storyline. Like you don't want COVID to be a storyline of, of of sports. You don't want injuries. Uh, already, Jamal Murray's down. We don't. We'll see about James Harden, LeBron. I am fired up. So I'm trying to understand this Steph Curry situation. So the Warriors play, I think, the Grizzlies on Sunday. Yep. 
and that is like basically going to determine who gets eight? Is that what it is? Absolutely. Winner take all for the eight. Yep. So, you know, I mean, part of me, well, so let's say the Warriors win. They then play the Lakers for the seven, assuming the Lakers, Lakers have to win tonight. They play the Pacers, or today, I should say. Yeah, and actually, uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder, all in the lineup for the Lakers today. Wow, that's official? It's official, Frank Vogel said, just now. Okay, so if the Lakers win and Portland has to lose, Portland's playing somebody good. Uh, Forgive me for not knowing this off the top of my head. Portland's playing Denver. Denver wants to win because it would like the three seed, thanks to that Clippers choke job last night. And again, all these permutations are silly. I I don't want to go overboard because it's just going to be determined in 48 hours. But if the Lakers steal the six, they'll play the three, Denver. Then they would play Phoenix, uh, which is two and probably going to be locked in at two. Um, Utah is going to be the number one seed. I, that Utah Clippers series second round. I don't think the Clips are going to have a problem with Luka and the Mavs. Uh, Clippers Jazz second round. You know, the big weakness for the Utah Jazz is wing, wing defense. I mean, it's like Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal. Uh, we know they struggle against LeBron. How are they going to do against Paul George and Kawhi? Uh, I, I do feel bad for Utah. Um, we'll do a lot on the NBA playoffs in the final hour. We're going to go back to Tim Tebow because you love it so much. And the NFL schedule release. We got Rick Buecher. Final hour is going to be ridiculous. NBA! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, ladies and germs, Jason McIntyre. High noon on the East Coast. Sports day, it's going to be a good one, but we did just get a text here to the studio. I'm not going to say who it's from because I don't want to put them on blast. Wow. Um, and listen, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, the final hour. We, the show's been jam-packed. Isaac has been on one. He's just finding great Marv Albert clips, and we're just playing them because Marv Albert's retiring after this uh NBA playoffs. That's Isaac a, Lowen, Kron. Big, that's a big loss for the NBA. Love me some Marv Albert. I don't know if the young millennials, we'll have to ask Iowa Sam if he's a big Marv Albert fan or not. In a minute, Iowa Sam, just hang tight. So, uh, somebody texted into the show that, you know, there are some big games on the NBA slate today. The Lakers play the Pacers in one hour. And as Isaac noted, LeBron is back. Dennis Schroeder's back. Anthony Davis is back. The Lakers are at full strength. The game is not on TV anywhere. The New York Knicks, the playoff-bound New York Knicks, who have been a great story for the league. Fun fact, largest basketball audience since February was Knicks Clippers, I think, last Sunday. Okay? Knicks are a big deal. LaMelo Ball's playing the Knicks in MSG. You think LaMelo's going to go bananas? Huh? We've seen Curry go absolutely postal in MSG. Everybody loves playing there. Zion played there and freaked out. Now LaMelo's going to play there? That game, also, not on television. And the Brooklyn Nets, with the big three, Steve Nash said, barring something unforeseen, Harden, Kyrie, and KD will play. Now they're playing the Chicago Bulls. They're 10-point favorites against the Bulls. 
That game also at 1 o'clock Eastern. So we have three huge NBA games. Well, I'm sorry. Three NBA games with huge stars returning or emerging, playing at 1 o'clock. None of them are on national TV. What? And the person who texted in said, but there is a WNBA game on ABC at 1 p.m. Now, I know this is the WNBA opening weekend, and they the league is is on a, on a hot streak right now. And this is not me, sorry, taking a shot at the WNBA. I do have the cool WNBA orange hoodie. Order one for me and my daughter. Uh, my daughter is a basketball player, second grade. I coach her team. I just this week talked to a dad about getting some of the girls. We do like a, and I've talked about this openly. Like we have a basketball court um, and we do full court basketball for my son and my daughter. And we've been doing it for like six months. Um, And we have like anywhere from like eight to 12 to 14 girls show up to play basketball. We do some drills and then do a scrimmage. I am all in on basketball. My daughter and some of her friends were probably going to go to a double WNBA game out here uh, in L.A. I'm not bashing the WNBA. I'm just saying it is a curious business decision to put them at 1 o'clock on ABC when you've got Lakers and the Stars, Knicks versus LaMelo, and then Brooklyn's Big Three all playing at 1 o'clock, and those games are nowhere to be found. I don't know what's on ESPN. Maybe Iowa Sam or Ryan can find out. But it looks like Clemson versus Duke softball is currently on ESPN. Just a curious business decision. I mean, again, I don't know how difficult it is to pivot on the fly and say, oh, we need to make a change. Like, can they do that? Are there contractual obligations? Um, but that's a little disappointing if you're an NBA fan. This is a potentially big, big Saturday for the league. All right. Uh, we'll do some more on the NBA playoffs a little later. I do really like this Tim Tebow topic. And... Iowa Sam hasn't chimed in yet. I haven't heard Ryan's take. And I don't, listen, you guys have known, we've had a lot of different voices on this show. There was even one guy, uh, I forget who it was, who was upset with me talking about Tiger Woods and golf. Iowa Sam, do you remember who that was? A member of the show? Or he was, he uh, was in for Isaac one day. Uh, talk, was it Ralph? I think it was Ralph. Ralph's yeah. big golf guy. Yeah, he he did not he would, like what I was saying about Tiger. And I like take that. umbrage at your uh, yeah, bad Yeah, and I had some friends heard it. And we're like, ooh, that was a little testy. And I'm like, that's good. I don't, uh, just because I'm the host, it doesn't mean I'm the only one who knows sports, guys. Everybody here knows sports. I like to be challenged. Let's have a discussion. It's possible that I'm wrong. Not often. Sometimes uh, I get things wrong. But I- I'm all in on this Tebow thing. I am championing and waving the towel for Jacksonville to bring in Tebow to be the third string tight end. This idea that he's stealing a job from someone who should get the third-string job and can play tight end because Tebow has never caught a pass in college or pros. What? Come on, get real. Get a clue. There is such thing as building a culture and having winners in the program. Tim Tebow is a winner at life, and I heard, I can hear the eyes rolling. Oh, give me a break. This Tebow love. I mean, everything Team Tebow does, from his foundations um, to being a quarterback at college, to being a role model, a spokesman. Like, he is an all-around good guy. I'm very, very excited about it. And so am I. And I am just curious. Iowa Sam, you're a huge college football guy. I know you were 
are aware of Tebow's winningness mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in the college level. He was unstoppable. He's just a legendary player. I'm sure some of these NBA young, uh, NFL young guys who are 22, 23 years old are coming up, and they remember Tebow, what he did for Florida and that program. Are you upset that he's getting a, a, a look-see from the Jags? Here's my take. So, at first, I looked at it like this, that the Jaguars were playing a game of hopscotch, but they were back at the starting line because the first the first step they took was a step forward, and that was the hiring of Urban Meyer. Yes. Then they took a step back when they tried to when Urban Meyer tried to hire Chris Doyle. Strength coach. Right? Took another step forward um, when they got Trevor Lawrence, and then took a step back with the Tebow bonanza. But now my wait, 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 wait. How was it a step back? Well, because because of like the outrage of taking a roster spot, and you know we've had some personalities talk about privilege, and you know Tim Tebow is. So is this bowing to cancel culture? Uh, no. Is it bowing right now? No. If he has a spot, then it's. I would say it's not. If he if he earns so now I've changed my tune. I think ah! that if, if, if he can if he can help the team in any way, if he can go in there and he's on he's in 15 plays in a game and he it's totally specialized to get him the ball and get first downs, then I don't see it as a bad thing, because a third string tight end is going to have a mi- minimal impact at best anyway. At most, you'll have two tight ends like you know on the field, you know at once, or in the second string guy is you know has half the amount of catches as the first string guy. I think that if you can get Tim Tebow on the field and he's productive, then I think Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer will come out of this looking good yeah. and, and smiling. So, I mean, again, that's very plausible. I think 15 plays on the field is a major stretch for a third-string tight end. It doesn't um, mean like, he's going to catch a pass every play. Right. I'm saying that maybe they get him involved because what? What, are, what is Jacksonville going to run? Maybe more a little more up tempo, and they get I, in 75 plays a game. I would, I would agree with he's that. He's doing 15 plays a game, and maybe he gets four catches for I don't know. 48 yards or something. Really? Wow, that's what? ambitious. 12, okay, 12 uh, yards a catch. That's a little oh, I mean, little I, I I don't I wouldn't be shocked if you played, you know, eight games and had one catch. Um I think to that point then people would look back at it and but be like, again, that's a waste. How many third string tight ends are catching three or four passes? I don't even know if some NFL teams always have a third tight end. Yeah, it's funny. I had on straight fire this week a former Jags tight end, George Reister, uh, who does stuff here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, intelligent guy. We disagreed vehemently on Tebow. And he was of the belief that, like you, this is a step back. Urban Meyer, this is strike two, he called it. And, you know, I saw that and I'm like, Are... it's It's also generating a ton of publicity for Jacksonville, which has been just a, uh, as I think Jonas Knox called it, he called Jacksonville a flyover state. As a franchise, and I totally agree. And this is generating a lot of buzz, good and bad. But I think Jaguar fans are really excited. I think people, residents of Florida, of the state, are very excited. And so I think, uh, honestly, after all this, and he gets on the field, it's going to be an overall positive just to get some buzz going for the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, buzz is certainly a good thing. I mean, do they need buzz given they just got Trevor Lawrence? Here's what I'm interested at, uh, Iowa Sam. When... The Jags have their roster, and Tebow's on it. And every other team releases their roster. Some websites will crunch average age, okay? My guess is the Jags will have one of the youngest rosters in the league. They have, a, I mean, they, they're purging talent. They have a new coach, a new GM. It's like a rebuild. You're starting from scratch. You're building the foundation. I like Tim Tebow as a foundational piece, not necessarily on the field, but in the locker room. You need professionals. Remember, one of the big reasons Nick Saban screwed up 
with the Miami Dolphins, this has been well chronicled, is because he is a control freak, like a lot of college coaches. They know where all their students, student athletes, they know where all the football players are every day of the week. Are they in class? Are they in the gym? Are they in study hall? Like, they know everything. Then Nick Saban gets to the NFL, and the players show up at the facility, and they leave the facility, and you don't know where anybody is. You don't know who's out at the bar or who's at the beach club or what they're doing. You just don't. That, that's the pros. You're a professional athlete. you got to act the part. The coach, he ain't the highest-paid guy uh, on the team, not even close to it, most of these coaches. So, you know, how's Urban Meyer going to handle that? And my guess is, and I don't think he's bringing Tim Tebow on as like a watchdog, but he's going to want to know that there are some veteran professionals on that team who are telling the young guys, hey, man, let's hang late for the jugs machine. LaVisca Chenault, young promising uh, receiver out of Colorado. Um, they have they have uh, their young running back, Robinson. Hey, man, you had a good year. Let's build on that. Let's not rest on our laurels. I can see Tim Tebow being like a galvanizing force as a veteran, as a winner. And I know this is very— If people accept him. If he's accepted. And I, I think he will because he's very positive. Also, the, the the spiritual connection, perhaps, between Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow. You know, they're both Ooh. guys of, of, of a lot of faith. That, so I, I had think not that considered could, that. That could be something that helps the team. But they do have to accept him. And but then what do you mean they have to accept him? They have to look at him as like, hey, this guy's actually a part of the team. He's not just some gimmick or some novelty. Like, he actually is going to help us, whether it's keeping morale high, but actually produ- producing on the field is probably the most important part. Yeah, I mean, my guess, is, my guess is Tim Tebow's not going to go into the locker room and be like, all right, everybody, come on in here. Let's talk. Let's. I right, don't he has to know his that. role as well. Right. He's a third-string tight end. He, he also he's thirty-three, but he hasn't been playing football that whole time. So when people say it was he's old and washed up, his body has not been taking hits all the time for the last twelve years. Also true. Um, you know, he yes, he might be a tad slower, and as you age, you slow down and you break a little easier. That could but go both ways, though. He's fresher. He right? is he hasn't fresher. Been taking hits. Uh, so yeah, if you've been playing football for the last twelve years, then your you definitely beat wouldn't up. want to bring him. I in. I mean, but, and, and like Larry Fitzgerald, a little older than Tebow, he's a Hall of Fame superstar. Like, he just looks slower after taking a pounding for 15 years. Right. But uh, this in, this part about, like, the let's say you remove Tebow from the equation, and in his place you have Joe Schmo, the third-string tight end who played at Grambling State or whatever university. No fanfare. Nobody's talking about him. It's not an issue. He's just going in and trying to make the team and uh, be on the active roster every week. Enter Tebow. Like, just because he's Tebow, there's going to be a glow around him, and people are going to be focusing on him and talking about him, and the media is going to want to do stories. I think you're right. If Tebow knows his role, which I expect him to, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a humble enough guy. Yeah. He's not, like, he's not a guy that's coming and say, look at me and you know, gather around me. Yeah, I don't think he's out there trying to get advertisements. He's going to be like a spiritual advisor. Right. And, and kind of a, yeah, he's going to be a different presence in the life. So that's why when you say, like, you know, if the players accept him, I think... I, I don't think there's going to be any question about that. It's hard to hate a super nice person, right? It's hard. If someone's killing you with kindness, it's really hard to just keep, you know, crushing their name and, 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 their, and their, them as a person. Because uh, 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 yeah. overall, kindness usually wins out, you know? Yeah. Grace wins out. Um, I, I would 100% agree with that. Um, I guess the only other angle I have is like, 
this he's stealing a spot from somebody. Okay? If we're to assume every team carries three tight ends and there are 32 teams in the league, that's what, 32 times three, my basic math, 96 tight ends in the NFL. I'm almost certain that as a pure athlete, Tim Tebow is probably one of the 96 best tight ends available. Even though he's never played the position. He is that, he's a smart player and he's an athlete. Like Darren Waller was a sixth round pick and is now one of the six, six best tight ends in the league. Like if you can run, chew gum, understand routes, uh, break tackles, block, like you're going to be, you're going to be fine. I, I think Tebow's going to be fine, guys. If he doesn't produce anything at all, then we'll look back at it as a waste. They are precious roster spots. They are. I mean, you, you can't just give it away to the backup punter because he can throw a trick play. You know, you have to you have to get something out of him. So we'll see. That's going to be the will great, they, uh, the will great they debate. Will they taste Hill, Tim Tebow? I don't think he can be that. I think gadgety. that they'll make him gimmicky package guy. I think they'll, they'll get some stuff going, or they'll have him come in and run the ball, or just because something. you have to respect if Tebow an H back, a tight end, he could come and take a direct snap, and or you know uh, he could be like a, a wildcat snap and run the ball for yeah. four yards. I mean, game. I don't know how much you need that with Trevor Lawrence. Though. True, I know, but, but Tebow's a little bigger, a little meatier. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe a, a trick play on a fake punt. Uh, he's got an arm. You have him as the blocker. Um, and you get you got some fake pun action. Like I think there's some there's some wins there uh, coming up next year. And I'm sure I'm not going to go to Twitter immediately because I know people are going to be ticked. Um, but coming up next, we'll do we'll do a little more NBA playoffs and the schedule release. Um, I'm bullish on Jacksonville. It has nothing to do with Tebow. I just look at the schedule, guys. There's a legit chance Jacksonville could start five and three, six and two. We're going to go through the schedules of the best teams next year on Fox Sports Radio. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, I saw the movie, Ryan, have, or, or Iowa Sam, have you seen the movie Greenland yet? It just came out on street, uh, HBO. It was supposed to come out in theaters in 2020, and then, of course, you know, the pandemic happens. But have either of you seen Greenland? I have not. Is that Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a doomsday movie. You guys know I I, I love me a good doomsday end of days movie. Uh, it's actually not bad. I gotta say, you gotta gotta check it out. It's it's. Listen, if you're into the world is ending, OMG movies, then this is for you. And I like those for some reason. I like to think of like what I would do. So of course, I watch it. I instantly text my brother. You know, I'm old now and I have kids. So I don't usually watch a movie in one sitting. I'll watch like an hour of it, and then I'm like, I got to read or go to bed. And then I'll watch the rest the next day. Do you guys do that or not really? No kids. On, yeah. on occasion. No kids, not married. So, yeah, okay. Um, I broke it up into two days. So finally, I text my brother, who also likes a good Doomsday movie. I'm like, oh, you got to see this movie. He's like, I've already seen it. It's good. Uh, you know, he's all into it. And so my next question to him is, hey, do we need to con- – <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Do we need to consider a bug out house? And then how expensive do you think it would be to get generators underground in case this kind of thing happened? And of course, you know, um, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but you could go read about it. Don't read the full Wikipedia. By the way, um, not to go too off topic. Anyways, my brother laughed at me and um, we've always thought like, do we need like a house in the woods? Uh, You know, global pandemic. War with some other country, pl- comets hitting the planet Earth. You're talking about a bunker? Kind of. Do we need a bunker somewhere? <laughs> and, you know, we do, do we need a bunker fund? I can produce this and this. Uh, we joke about it. We're not that serious. Going to get yourself some freeze-dried food? Uh, we are. Uh, no comment. 
Um, Maybe dig out a latrine or something? <laughs> dig out a latrine. Um, but, like, I, I kind of dig these movies. They're not the worst thing in the world. And they're fun, and it's escapism for, you know, an hour or two. Also, the movie Tenant, you guys know about that one, right? Yes, yes. Have I've, you seen I've yet that? to watch it, but oh, okay. I, I, I have not seen it. I'm definitely going to see that uh, this week. Um Again, it'll be broken up over two days. So, like, I'm glad movies are back. Now, that's the thing. I don't really want to go to a cinema because, you know, I, I'm in the war. I'm in my between the jobs, jobs that I have plural, and um, just life and setting up stuff and the kids and coaching and blah blah blah. Like, I'm getting texts a lot, and I don't want to be checking my phone during the movie. Now you're at home, you just pause it. It's like, oh, I just pause it. Go to the bathroom, get a snack, order some DoorDash, whatever it is. And I just really liking the home movie setup. So Tenant is next on my schedule. Um, I keep getting some good rec- uh, recs from people because we finished Fleabag. Have you guys seen that? I have, actually. I, you I think really that? enjoyed that series. Yeah, it's, it's quick. Same, you, see it? you run right through it. Yeah, yeah, it's quick. I haven't seen it. Uh, a lot of adult themes. Don't watch it around the kids. Um, but yeah, highly recommend Fleabag. Uh, we got Rick Buecher coming up in a few minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Should be good. Um, not to go all over the place, but why the heck not? I'm reading about the mask, the new mask policy. We had Arash Markazi on saying Vegas guests don't have to wear masks. It's just the messaging around masks has been so bad, okay? I'm reading this. Large retailers. So first of all, the CDC says fully vaccinated people don't need to wear masks in most indoor and outdoor settings. Great, got it, awesome. How do you know who's fully vaccinated? Oh, are they checking for the vaccination when you enter the grocery store or Costco? And th- no, we don't know. So then the next sentence is, large retailers, Tar- Target, Starbucks, Macy's, haven't yet changed their in-store mask requirements. But some companies have. This is so all over the place. This is gonna create confusion, arguments. I'm sure we're gonna see some videos about people not wanting to wear masks in stores. I just wish it were, and there's no easy solution here, but like recently I walked into a store, I forgot the mask, and they said, hey, do you have your mask? I was like, my bad, went to the car, got it, no problem. I don't mind doing that, but because you don't have to wear a mask outside, you don't have to wear a mask when you're outdoors or some restaurants. I had friends who ate indoors at a restaurant. We ate indoors at a restaurant recently. It's just all over the place. And I, I don't want, I don't know what the solution, what's the solution, Ryan? What, like uh, Maybe having it just uh, just one day specifically where you say, all right, now it's all done everywhere and just uh, continue everything until that exact date. I oh, don't know. I thought you were going to say one day a week where you have to wear a mask. <laughs> the I mean, I, I, again, I guess the problem is, now there's some people who are like anti-vax, and I'm not putting them on blast here, but my wife had a friend a uh, couple years younger, and she has friends a few years younger than her. So we're talking about 30-year-olds. And they went out to a birthday dinner, and of course it's like, oh, we're so excited. We don't have to, you know, wear masks. We got vaccinated. And then of the seven, three people had not been vaccinated. And my wife's like, wait a minute, I'm in a car? Windows up with unvaccinated people. She like didn't. She was un, she was stunned. Like I thought everybody just getting the vaccine, and it was just like their their reasoning was not very solid or science based or doctor based. Like eh, I had COVID. It wasn't that bad. I'm not going to get the vaccine. 
So it's all about you, not about anyone else. Okay, got it. And it's just, I just, I thought we were, I thought we were near the finish line, and then some of this stuff, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's disappointing. If you're but, vaccinated, though, and you're around unvaccinated people, there's there's two-way street worth of protection for you. As well. I would agree. Right. I, so my my wife didn't freak out. I'm not freaking out. It would just, it would be easier if everybody just got got the vaccine. You know what I mean? I know that's not for everybody. I get it. You know, cultural reasons, um, other stuff. Whatever you do, don't pull up. I read on the internet. It, you do that, it's a check, please. I, I'm not hearing that. Um, anyways, coming up next, Rick Buecher. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron. What's trending? Jason, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Dennis Schroeder will all play for the Los Angeles Lakers today at Indiana. Tip-off at the top of the hour. Mark Spears reports that former Detroit Pistons center Ben Wallace will be inducted today into the 2021 class of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Wallace gets the, get this, becomes the first undrafted player in the modern era to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. The New York Post reports that legendary announcer Marv Albert will retire at the end of the playoffs. Albert called his first NBA game some 58 years ago. He was inducted into the broadcaster's wing of the Basketball Hall of Fame 24 years ago. And while best known as an NBA announcer, he also called boxing, the NHL, and even eight Super Bowls on Westwood One Radio. Third down and five. The Giants from their 44-yard line. Manning works out of the shotgun. He takes it. Facing pressure, he's in trouble, he's spun around, he's able to get away, looks to throw, he does downfield, and elitely catches made down at the 25, what a play, David Tyree comes up with the ball, what a play by Eli Manning. Sorry Patriots fans, that might have been too soon. Jason, get this, Marv Albert, best known for the NBA, even called college basketball, here he is in the 1981 NCAA tournament. Arkansas against Louisville on NBC, and listen to the guy who tosses it to him here, none other than a young Bryant Gumbel. Okay, we are going to come back to that game at Pauley Pavilion, but we've got a one-point ball game going on in Austin, Texas, so let us go back to Marv Albert and Bucky Waters. Thank you, Bryant. Time running down. Arkansas having trouble getting down. U.S. three with the play. It's in! And you know what's come across to me all morning, Jason? I had forgotten just how many great, great moments Marv Albert has called over so many generations in so many different sports over the years. Incredible. A true legend. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get right to our guest, my guy, Rick Buecher. We're going to be doing some Undisputed on Monday. Uh, Rick and one of the NBA oracles we have at Fox. Uh, Rick, how are you, man? I am doing well. Excited for the weekend to see everything get sorted out. And then off we go with yeah. the play-in games and the playoffs. You know, it's, it's weird. Rick, it's, a good, it's a good time to be alive, and I don't know that we said that <laughs> too much over the last year. I like that. It's weird. There are three pretty dang good NBA games at 1 o'clock Eastern, right? The Lakers yep. with LeBron back, Schroeder back. Uh, yep. Knicks, who are in the playoffs and a good story, and they're facing LaMelo Ball. And yep. also the Brooklyn Nets big three are going to play. And somebody pointed out that none of those games are on TV, national TV, but there's a WNBA game on ABC. I, very yeah. strange programming, is it not? I mean, yeah. I mean, I know it's it, opening it, weekend, it is, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how far in advance 
they can orchestrate these things. And I do know that there has been a concerted push uh, to to market the WNBA, obviously. And as a as the son of a uh, daughter who is uh, graduating from high school and is going to be playing basketball next year at the University of Portland. Wow! I um, I I am now a WNBA fan. So uh, because she is. So <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> man! Congrats. I really, I really don't have a problem with. Thank you. Uh, I really don't have a problem with uh, with the. Uh, with the WNBA getting prime time. Yeah, it's funny. You know, the I remember talking to you at Fox. I, you know, I coached my daughter's young basketball team, and we're pretty good. And you had yep. told me that your daughter was really good. I didn't know she was scholarship worthy. Wow, that's awesome, well, Rick. Yeah, she's. Um, she is not. She's a what they call a preferred. preferred yes. Preferred walk on. So uh, she's going to be on the team, and she's got. I mean, as a result of the pandemic and a variety of things. Um, she didn't get seen as much as uh, as she normally would have, so she's hoping that uh, this is going to turn into uh, a scholarship down the line. But she also got an academic scholarship, so I'm very, very proud and very happy. Of That's her. exciting. Uh, uh, of course, Steph Curry would not even. Uh, I think he was getting maybe the preferred walk on treatment at Virginia Tech back in the day, but we don't need to yeah. rehash that. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> uh, Rick. Uh, let's let's get to the Lakers. They returned LeBron today. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's back from COVID protocols. Anthony Davis back. Um, yep. Are we going to see the Lakers destroy Indy and then everybody say, oh, that's right, the Lakers are winning the championship again? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if that was the case. Uh, just be- and, and keep in mind, you know, India's, Indiana's in no great shape and it's going to be really easy with uh, the hype of LeBron and Dennis being back that, that, that that's going to happen. But that is, you're, you're exactly right. Like, I, I just wouldn't take anything from... Uh, are too much from the regular season, particularly right now, as a reflection of what is or isn't going to happen uh, in in the postseason. The the Pacers are what the 14th, 15th ranked <laughs> defense in the league. They're a mediocre defense. They're a mediocre offense. Um, but in particular, uh, that, that's the thing that I will be watching is to see what kind of impact that having Schroeder and uh, and LeBron back is going to have on their offense because that's the number one thing. Their defense, I am not the least bit worried about, but the efficiency of their offense and what they're doing uh, at the end of games when they need to get a bucket, that's where the Lakers are vulnerable right now. And we just need to see how quickly they can get their uh, their chemistry and their synchronicity back when it comes to that. Oh, nice usage of synchronicity. Uh, the, so the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers sat AD, um, and they they were able to hold off Houston, the worst team in the league. The Clippers sat Paul George and Kawhi, and they lost. Now there is some speculation, just social media nonsense, that the Clippers are avoiding the Lakers if possible. Uh, your thoughts on the Clippers trying to dodge the Lakers? I just I don't from everything that I know about that team and the guys on that team I would be very surprised if that is the case. Uh, the Clippers have to know that if they're going to win uh, or they're going to come out of the West that they're they're probably going to see the Lakers at some point. And I would think that the Clippers would want to see them sooner rather than later. And and uh, look, they still believe that they're the best team. In LA, they've never stopped <laughs> believing that since last year. Whether you, you know, whether whether you agree with them yeah, or not, I, <laughs> I they're they're not, you know, I I that I just don't buy that. I don't buy that from where they stand, and it doesn't make sense. Like 
I know teams who think they're better and they go, yeah, but you know what? Let, let us get into a groove first and then see them, or we'd rather see them here. Or it's a, a you know, it's a logistical thing from like, let's get some playoff games under our belt. I, there's none of that that fits with what I know about the Clippers. Huh. Where are you on the Serge Ibaka situation? Like they've had an issue with rim protection all year. Ibaka has been hurt forever. Uh, yeah. They solved the point guard woes maybe with Rondo, although I do think it creates a who plays late in games because we know Reggie Jackson, when he doesn't get minutes, uh, he was unhappy at times in Detroit, unhappy in OKC. Um, where are you on the just the Clippers rotation, uh, big man and point guard? Yeah, I'm not at this point. I'm not worried. One of the things that I that makes me feel a little bit better about the Clippers, in spite of everything that happened last year, is I believe that their chemistry is is uh, infinitely better this year than it was last year. And I think Reggie coming in late last year struggled to find his role. I think he he understands it now. I just across the board, I I think that there's a a better understanding and a common cause, uh, which is basically to make up for. Uh, the disappointment of last year. I do believe that Serge Ibaka is a vital piece to have. Um, you know, uh, I, I think um, Zubac has had a, a, a really good year, uh, but when they want to go to their best five, you need not just a rim protector, but someone who's going to be able to space the floor and pull bigs away from the rim in order to create room for Paul George and everybody else to operate in the paint and Zubac obviously can't do that. That's the one thing in his game that he does not have. And Abaka allows you to have that. He can, he can protect the rim and he can drop the three on you. So that's, I, I, I if they're going to, if they're going to vie for a championship, they have to have him in the mix. One more team in the West real quick. A lot of people are lukewarm on the suns. For some reason, I, I like this team a lot. I know Monty Williams has never won a playoff series and yep. they have inexperience all over the place, but I like their wing defense with Crowder and Bridges more than yep. I do the wing defense on Utah. Um, I don't know. Can the Suns get to the finals? Chris Paul kind of needs it badly. <laughs> so so here's the thing. I agree with you 100% on the wing defense, and I think that that is uh, the Utah Jazz's Achilles heel. And, I, and I, you know, if you look across the board, every single team in both conferences that you look at and say – uh, they're they're a title contender. They all have a flaw, an obvious flaw, uh, and the Suns are better than the Jazz when it comes to the wing defense. I just in watching them, they still rely so much on Chris Paul. And I, if I was going to believe in them as a postseason threat, I would have wanted to see Devin Booker evolve more than he has. He, he, you know, what he strikes me as it, it's almost like a, an early LeBron offensively in terms of this. When you close your eyes and you think of this is Devin Booker's sweet spot. This is where if he gets to, it's over. What is that spot? Hmm. He doesn't have one. Yeah. He's so talented and can score from so many different places that he's never developed that go-to spot and. In the playoffs, that can be vital for your go-to guy. Now, when you think of when you think of Chris Paul mm. and you think of his go-to spot, what is it? That little mid-range step-back jumper. Yep. That's all else fails. That's what he's going to go to. So, if you believe that Chris Paul at six feet and what 35, 36 years old <laughs> uh, 
is going to carry you to a championship with that step back jumper, then have at it. <laughs> but I'm that's where my skepticism comes in because I, I think that Devin Booker has to be your go to guy in those situations. And as you watch them get into need in in key spots, like yeah, they they'll go to Devin, but Devin has not delivered consistent consistently in those in those spots, yeah. and that's. That's what I think that the Phoenix Suns' Achilles heel is. Great point. FS1 NBA insider Rick Buecher. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. Rick, thanks a lot. Enjoy a big Saturday in basketball. You do the same, Jason. All right, you got Rick. it. Thanks a lot. Uh, good stuff from Rick Buecher. It's a little depressing to think about the Devin Booker situation because I watched the end of that Portland game. He had a costly double dribble at midcourt with like under 10 seconds left. And then he couldn't get to his spot, and he got bailed out by a foul. Uh, and he made the free throws, but like down the stretch, I guess yes. Rick Rick's on to something. Phoenix has some issues. Uh, coming up next on Fox Sports Radio, we will wrap up what's been a really fun show. Back after this, what a show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, trying to get my hat off as we chronicled this one p.m. hour is a monster for the NBA. Three really good games coming up. Just to see the stars together. It is kind of funny how they all magically are appearing at the end of the season just to get a couple reps in together. Uh, it's been a fun show. Dogecoin Millionaire. Sam, how much Dogecoin do you have? You can be honest. Zero. R- R- now, Ryan I, I has zero. some. Ryan has some, right? I do. I do. And here's the thing. I'm all for that. Diversify. You got, Do you guys remember uh, the Wu-Tang Financial from Chappelle show? Diversify your bonds, you know? Yeah, we'll stop, uh, we'll stop it there. Yes, yes, we'll stop it there. Uh, I know, I know. I'm very, very well aware. But that's classic, yeah. Is oh, that, that Chappelle show, right? And, Did and, you just say yeah, that? Yeah, Chappelle show. Okay, uh, yeah. You, you got to diversify. Like, this guy putting every cent he owns and pulling off money uh, from loans and putting it on do- that that is the height of stupidity. And again, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope it works out for him. Jason, I read a little bit of that article, and that guy invested $180,000, like, you said half of our listeners might be paper Dogecoin millionaires. No, but paper like, millionaires. Yeah. Right, but I don't think that half of our listeners have invested 180k yeah. into something like uh, Dogecoin. Right. So I think I told you guys we're minority owners of a Australian basketball team in the NBL, the team, the New Zealand Breakers. Sometimes, if you guys see my Instagram stuff, I'll be wearing Breakers gear. So I had met this NBA agent, and he worked for an NBA owner. He ended up leaving NBA agency world and going to work for an owner. Um, and, like, relationships matter. Again, it's not what you know, it's who you know. My chance of ever being an owner in any way, shape, or form of a sports team, long shot. No way. And then this guy said, hey, we're buying a basketball team in the NBL. We've got some great ideas, some great plans. Do you want to get in? Well, heck yeah. Question. Go fire away. Are you considering, would you consider, um, getting passports for the entire family and flying everyone out to New Zealand because a it's an amazing spot. Like they filmed Lord of the Rings there. I mean, they have like Did not know that they have rainforests. They have you know all these different environments and stuff. Would you consider flying your family out to Australia or New Zealand? They're ne- right next to each other, and maybe catching a game and taking a vacation. Oh, of course, that's a that's long definitely. flight. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't go but there for a week. Yeah, I think your kids a- are old enough to enjoy yeah. it. Well, the other best part is our good friends from where we live. They were from Australia, Sydney, and they lived here for a few years and pandemic happens. They're like, we're going to move back. So now they move back and we still talk to them. They're our good friends. 
I played tennis with this guy. Uh, the mom is so cool. The kids are our kids' ages. Like, it works out great. So now we have friends there and the team. And, yeah, I would definitely do that. I've never been to Australia or New Zealand. And, um, you know, this opportunity came up. And, I, you know, I was like, well, how much are we going to have to invest? And they told us what the valuation of the team was. And if you want 5% it's this, 10% this, 1% that, 25 you know, whatever. And we, you know, crunched our finances, said we don't want to go all in on a basketball team on the other side of the world, but we want to go in. So we invested a little bit. And we recently had another sports team investment. I, I, this one's not really public yet, so I'm not going to talk fully about it. And again, it was another situation. This team's been around a little longer. The team has more money, larger investment. This was a decision. Do we want to buy a house out here in L.A.? Or do we want to invest it in a sports team? I'll eventually tell you what ended up happening, but I won't do that now because we're running out of time. Uh, But again, we would never, ever, ever invest everything you have in one thing. I think that's super risky. Now, investing my time and energy into one thing? Hell yes. Definitely do that. I highly recommend that. You want to get into radio? Go all in on takes, um, thoughts, listen to some of the best people, befriend people in the radio industry, climb the ladder. Like this get rich quick stuff, you guys know that's just not reality. It's just not. It's so difficult to get rich quick. Oh, but what about that one guy? There's 7 billion people on the planet. I'm sure more than one guy got rich quick. But you want to guys see the guys who really built something? Go look. You One brick at a time. And I know it's like, well, I don't have time for that. Okay, well, fine. Good, good luck. Um, but uh, anyway, I've, I've gone on too much that wasn't sports. Um, great show. Shout out to Isaac for jumping all over the Marv Albert stuff. We did a slew of Marv Albert highlights. Uh, he's now retiring after these NBA playoffs. Cherish him. He's nearly gone. Um, thank you, Ryan. Uh, Iowa Sam. Chris. It's been a really good show. The podcast will be up, I don't know, what, 30 minutes after the pod. Everybody have a great, safe weekend. Memorial Day's coming up. Then the summer will be here. Then the NBA playoffs. Then the NBA finals. Let's have fun! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.